Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in, pro wrestling fans. Happy Independence Day weekend. We are here for you on Busted Open Podcast Edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell. Got Andreas Hale along for the ride here on this weekend, and we are reacting to last night's Money in the Bank event here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Liv Morgan is Miss Money in the Bank. She cashes in, and we talk about her big moment. Ronda Rousey goes down. What does that mean for the future of the rowdy one? Austin Theory takes the briefcase. What does that mean for SummerSlam and beyond? So many questions. We're here to answer them. All you got to do is sit back, relax, and click play. Let's get it going. Bust it open on a Sunday. Money in the Bank is in the books, and we're recapping the biggest wins and moments right here on Busted Open. It's Liv Morgan! Liv Morgan! Miss Money in the Bank! Morgan's coming to the ring! Is Morgan going to cash in? She's cashing in tall! Morgan's going to cash in! Morgan's going to cash in! Linda's hurt! Side plates ready. She is the champ. Liv Morgan. Too sweet. Andreas Hale. Cash it in. That was that was it. The busted open nation. They just heard the entirety of the cash-in. That's how it played out. The crowd was hot. There was a little bit of back and forth. Liv gets the roll-up and she makes history in Sin City. Yeah, so, Ryan, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with the ladder match itself, or do we want to talk about the cash-in? Because I have mixed feelings 
on on this cash in. Well, let's let's start with let's start with your mixed feelings because listen, right. I think there's I mean the obvious is like this is great, this is exciting. Uh, there's a lot of Liv Morgan fans out there. There's the questions of what is this going to mean for SummerSlam, but I'm curious about your mixed feelings. All right, so we're gonna get to Ronda and Natty in a minute, but yeah, they have this thing with this cash in. Now look. The cash in on somebody that's injured is usually a heel move, right? But Liv is so more over that it works. Right. And we weren't too mad about that. But my issue starts to become when the cash in these matches are really just like less than a minute. Like we, it's not a real match and it makes it feel, it makes me feel a certain way about it. Like we just heard the entirety of that match and the entirety of the match was Liv Morgan cashing in, going for a kick to the torso, getting caught in an yeah. ankle lock, struggling out of ankle lock, and then just rolling up Ronda. Ronda's been pinned by three people, Charlotte, Becky, and Liv, which sounds okay. great in theory for, for, for Liv, mm-hmm. but the roll-up felt kind of cheap. And it, just in the way it was like, oh, well, Ronda had an injured leg, but that that part, I don't know, man. It, it, it left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because all these Money in the Bank cash-ins happen very quick, and there's not like an actual match that we get to see, like Liv Morgan go over on Ronda. Well, there's, now, there's not all... supposed, there's not supposed to be right. Like psychologically, yeah. it's not built for that. It is a in theory, right? In theory, no pun right. intended, because we will get to Austin Theory and his night here coming up at hour two. But it's a snake move. Like the 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 the, the money in the bank is a sneaky sort of thing to begin with, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and it's just as Liv is being it's such a white meat baby face for her to do yeah. that. It has to lead to a Ronda Rousey heel turner. I don't know what we're doing here, right? Mm. Because I would agree, especially with the way they left it. Because there yes. are there's talks out there that potentially it's going to be Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan at SummerSlam. There's no confirmation on that. We don't know uh, that. I think that's what Meltzer was talking about last night on his show, and other people have uh, you know floated the idea. Okay, that's fine, but where is the heat? Exactly. So it, it had, you know, I didn't necessarily need Rhonda to crush live like, oh, you right. dirty and then just destroy her during the night. But Yet. if if we're not setting this up, I don't know what we're yeah. doing. Like Rhonda yeah. has to feel cheated. And look, I, I keep saying it. Heel Rhonda is the better Rhonda. This babyface run has kind of stunk. Right. And the natty match was just like in the crowd. It was a lot of people sitting on their hands. I There was a part after the Usos in Street Profits match. I got up and I started walking towards this and tried to watch the rest of my phone as I headed to UFC 276. And there was a, a legion of people was like, everybody know what time it is? And a woman was like, yes, uh, we don't care about the Ronda Rousey match time. That's where we're at with Ronda. Damn. And I was like, <laughs> Damn, that's strong. That's strong. Again, yeah. not to necessarily take away from Liv, but if we're not positioning this as the Ronda Rousey heel turn, we're kind of messing this up. But other than that, I mean, I'm happy to see her her win. I'm happy to see Liv get her moment. But we have this thing about money in the bank cashings that like it's it's always so fast and and quick. And it's like we're not I, I don't think the briefcases are being used to the fullest ability. Now, we'll get to theory in a minute. But now, as I mentioned, we have an issue with the women's money in the bank where we kind of know what's about to happen. And it gets 100 yeah, percent cash we're, in. We're conditioned. You know, yeah, just look at the yes. times. Look at the times. I had a feeling for a reason. I didn't know until you tweeted it out. I said I had a feeling that Liv was going to cash in. I was texting with guns, pull the curtain back a little bit, right? As the show's going on, we're building out what we want to talk about. And I'm like, I just, I think we're going to get a cash in. Now, again, I didn't have the numbers to go off of. But again, I've been conditioned to feel that way because history, well, would say it so.
And and furthermore, this is also is, and I hate to, you know, some people are gonna be like, oh, you're really taking a shit on WWE right now. They really don't care about stories. They care about people, right? They've conditioned mm. fans to care about people. It made absolutely no sense for Liv to cash in on Ronda, right? It, it, it storyline-wise, it was like, <laughs> why is this even happening? Because there was nothing to build to that particular moment where you felt like Liv could cash in. Now, why? Obviously, because it happened the same night. But it was like, yeah, that's kind of a dick move. Like, don't you like you guys? That was an asshole move. It, it was a weird thing. But as fans, we don't care because we're conditioned and not care because yeah. WWTV means absolutely nothing. If we've learned anything, if you watch from week to week, nobody cares. It was never talked about. Hey, live my cash in Ronda. It's like a general reset of the women's division by doing this for better or worse. Hopefully it's for the better. But we never know what WWE television. You know what I what I knew that I was pretty sure she was cashing in when she cut the promo after her money in the yeah. bank ladder match win. She's like, but for right now, I'm gonna sit back and enjoy and celebrate. I was like, you liar, you fibber, <laughs> poppycock. There is no truth in what you are saying, young lady. But no, and she comes out and she delivers. And what was I mean? Listen, it was one of the more memorable cashins for me. Andreas, not because it was in Vegas and not even because it was Liv Morgan, who I am a huge fan of. I actually was pulling for Shotzi in that match just as a dark horse because I, I I just feel like, you know, she could have used it. And again, t- the narrative and the story device that uh, the Money in the Bank presents, in theory, is a great thing. And I thought Shotzi could have used that as well. But Liv Morgan getting it, uh, getting her chance, cashing in. And again, that's all great. But the real story for me is uh, that I can't get removed from is you said it. Ronda's only been pinned by three women, right? Becky, Charlotte, and now Liv. My, the story for me was like a standing ovation for Ronda Rousey. Like Ronda went out there, worked her ass off, and we're gonna about to talk to her about her match with Natalia, right? And then did the favors for Liv, which again, she doesn't need to do that. She could be right. Terry Bollea in 1989, 88, right? Just holding the locker room hostage and being like, I'm Ronda Rousey. Women's evolution, that pay-per-view only happens because of me. Women main eventing WrestleMania only happens because of me, right? And yo, maybe that's where the heel turn is coming. Coming. That's where I would take it. But again, right. I think we have to give some credit to Ronda Rousey. No, we do. We do. And we got to give credit to Ronda Rousey for, for it's this this I, I've called this a shitty title run and it's not her fault. Yeah. I, I don't blame her. hundred no, percent. Uh, you know, right. she's put in a tough spot. I, again, babyface Ronda just does nothing for me. Um, to your you. point about her, her eating pins, she doesn't eat clean pins. The, even the Becky pin at WrestleMania had some controversy <laughs> well, surrounding it. I go back to the Hulk Hogan reference, right? You right. Like, when you're, when she, you're that level. Okay, I mean, maybe not. Hogan's might not be the – it's the closest thing I could think of in terms of juice and, like, the way she could reign over a locker room if she really wanted to. Yeah, and it, if if there was anything behind the curtain, I just wonder if it was like, hey, man, this, this title run is not great, so it, it might be a good idea to get – we're going to use this money in the bank to reset you. Because, yes. yeah, fans pop when you come out. But, you know, Ronda delivered a line that'll never I can't get it out of my head when she said you want a title shot. See, and like I was like the play on words didn't work, Ronda. And it's just the work with Natalia wasn't great <laughs> heading into this match. No, we get a chance to reset her. It's like a plot device to reset Ronda, mm-hmm. perhaps more than anything else, because she kind of needs it because she has no opponents. Right. Like she has really nowhere to go. Can we pivot back to the, the, the match itself, the ladder match now? Can sure, we talk yeah. about this? 
I enjoyed yeah, this I, match. I didn't. I now that's surprising to me because I thought at different points it was, it was a little sloppy and it like it was it was a little bit of a disconnect for me. I felt like so it sounds like it was different for you as you were watching. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, if it was, you know, it was different because, you know, the crowd was hot in certain spots. Becky is mm-hmm. tremendous. Becky Lynch is absolutely It was a tremendous. great crowd. Yes, um, she is. But yes, she is. Yes, her, her just being, you know, bad luck, Bex. I love the finish. I love Liv, you know, using, you know, I, you can't get me out of here. I'm going to use this rope and get back to, to where I need to be. That um, was good. Yep. There, there were, it was sloppy in spots, but, you know, these ladder matches are very difficult to put together. And that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sloppy in spots. But I thought heading into this match, you mentioned Shotzi. It wasn't predictable who was going to win. I felt like there was only maybe one, two people who we knew weren't going to win. I thought it was going to be Asuka and Shotzi, even though Shotzi could have used the, the briefcase and carried yes. it to make it mean something for her character to build her up. That's where I thought she would have yep. needed it. I think the WWE also realized something. We got a Lacey Evans problem. As much as we've tried to put her over with the storyline, anytime she got near that briefcase, she got nuked by that crowd. Absolutely. The crowd, when she when, when she hit the runway, the crowd was crickets. And if you heard anything, it was negative reaction. Not the way uh, no. I would imagine they were hoping this would go for Lacey Evans. Yeah, so I, like I was like, oh, you got a Lacey problem because, uh, you know, a few weeks back, Big Mac, me and you talked about Lacey Evans. I was talking about the mm-hmm. story being shoved down people's throat. And now we're here yeah. and we supposed to have the sympathy angle and the crowd's just not having it with her. They're just not having yeah. it. But that being said, I thought everybody else did solid work. Raquel Rodriguez did solid work, even though I'm like, yo, can we? Yes, she needs to be a heel. Um, She's she's a much better heel than a baby face. But I thought these women worked hard. I thought the ladder bump towards the end with Becky w- was pretty well done. Obviously, I love the finish. It was a good way to start because as sloppy as it was, that crowd was hot and they forgave everything. It was just like, all right, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. We for- we forgive it. But again, to my point of con- concern is like, I would have liked to see Shotzi win the briefcase because she could have used it for something character wise. Nobody else could have really used it for something. Maybe Raquel. Right. But other than that, Maybe. anybody else that was, if there was like a was heel turn, if there was a, if there was a heel turn on the horizon, like you were saying, yeah. Um, or in the case that we got, I'm not mad with the Liv Morgan storyline, because one thing like, OK, so you can't deny the Lacey Evans problem. You can't deny the reaction that Liv Morgan got. Right. Like not there's clearly a star there. It was clearly her moment. It was a great cash in. Uh, it'll be replayed for years and decades to come. Hopefully, hopefully it's a sign of more things to come in terms of Liv Morgan and her being a more regular part of the storytelling on WWE TV. All right, Nation, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. What did you think about the cash-in? What did you think about your girl Liv getting that title? And how would you rate Money in the Bank overall as a premium live event? It still doesn't roll off the tongue the way that... Uh, you would want it to, but it is a premium live event now. And that is something we'll talk about also, Andreas, later in the show as we talk about crossover, you know, was the price point of the UFC as opposed to the WWE, uh, anyone's, you know, was that sort of a factor in the way people enjoyed their Saturday night? But no question, it was 
and enjoyable night here in Sin City, in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, where both myself and Andreas Hale reside. When we come back, let's dive back into the story of Ronda Rousey through the lens of her match with Natalia. Ronda Rousey retained last night, right up until she didn't. Let's talk about what the future holds for the rowdy one when we come back here on a special Sunday edition, a holiday edition of Bud. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Sit open. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Grab the ladder, grab the briefcase, and has a major title shot in their hands? We're breaking it all down right here on Busted Open's Money in the Bank special. Here are your hosts, Ryan McKinnell and Andreas Hale. Yeah, happy Independence Day weekend, Busted Open Nation. Welcome in here on a Sunday, a special Sunday edition of Busted Open as we react to Money in the Bank. You heard it there. I'm Ryan McKinnell. We got Andreas Hale here, and we are talking, Dre. Well, we're talking about Money in the Bank, and the big takeaway, obviously, from Money in the Bank is Liv Morgan cashing in, becoming SmackDown Women's Champion, but that doesn't happen without, of course, Ronda Rousey. Now, the title run of Rousey, it was what it was. I'm with you. I would like to see uh, a heel turn in the future. And we also know this about Ronda. Like, I talked about this about a month ago or maybe a little bit more on Busted Open. I think it was with Mark. Uh, with Ronda, like you and I know Ronda, we go back to Tough Enough, we go back right. to Strike Force, we go back to the inception of her career in mixed martial arts. I think you and I covered every single one of her fights, except I wasn't in Australia. That's the only yeah. one I don't think I covered live, and I think I think the same thing could be yep. said for you when Holly Holm head kicked her. So we've yep. been around around Ronda a decent amount, and we definitely know again. 
This is a woman filled with personality. If you give her something that pisses her off, if you trip her trigger, she will go 10, 15 minutes. She won't shut up, and she will be extremely convincing in whatever she has to talk about because she's a passionate individual. I just think there's something when you give her a script or you give her too many words or whatever, it kind of breaks down, and it, and it doesn't have that sort of... It just doesn't grab you by the balls, right? The way that, like, when you and I would sit across from her in a media scrum and she'd say something, you'd be like, ooh, shit, like, that girl is dangerous, right? That heel persona fits her a little bit more. So I I hope, Dre, that that is what is on the horizon for her because as she's shown in the ring and as she showed last night against Natalia, right, Neidhart, that girl can work both of those women, put on a fine match, and Ronda, in terms of in-ring, has been doing that basically since her inception. Yeah, she's made a natural transition from MMA to uh, pro wrestling, and I commend I commend her for that. But you're absolutely right. She when she's not filled with piss and vinegar, she kind of doesn't know what to do. It's like taking a picture and not knowing what to do with your hands, right? That's that's her cutting a promo these days. Like, uh, what do I do with my hands? So I'm just gonna say this corny line and hope (laughs) hope it goes over. We're all thinking Ricky Bobby, right? Yes. I don't don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. But but that's like Ronda's. Ronda's babyface run has been that. Like, if you go back to the end of her uh, title run, but heading into that WrestleMania, they positioned her more as a tweener once Becky got involved in that title picture. And it worked so much better because Ronda makes it easy for you to dislike her because she'll say certain things that disrespects pro wrestling fans or sports entertainment fans. The WWE Universe started to turn on Ronda Rousey, and it works. But then you bring her back. And she's this baby face and, you know, she's cutting these promos where I don't know what to do with my hands. And here we are going into this natty match. And you said it was a fine match, but nobody cared. Right. That was the hard part about the match. It was like it was very difficult to be invested in that feud. And strangely enough, the feud worked better on social media than it did on television because those two women tore each other apart. There was good heat online. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people don't follow that heat. They look at what's on TV, and then when you got the product in the ring, yeah, they can work. Natty can work. We know Natty can work. But the match itself was... Do it with her eyes closed, Andreas. Like, she could run through that match like no one's business. It's Natalia Neidhart. Right, and and Natty's always been a fine hand in terms... And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. 100%. Yeah, yeah. When she worked Cora Jade in NXT 2.0, it was like, that's perfect. That you need somebody like that to, to work greener talent and still make him look good natty can do that this match <clears throat> i just didn't care and i think a lot of people just didn't care so they if it didn't have that live morgan cash in we wouldn't have cared we'd have a hard time talking about that match you're not wrong with that. The Liv Morgan cash-in is definitely that cherry on the top. It's definitely the thing that we're, we're, you, you know, we're, 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 we're looking through the lens of ever, everything through Liv, right? What does it mean for SummerSlam? What does right. it mean for Ronda's run? Does it set up a potential heel run? And you're right. If there isn't that cash-in, there is no moment. You're left with basically crickets, and you're like, yeah, it was a fine match, but what's next, right? The good news is, is we have some things to play with, right? Ronda Ronda is no longer stale. We're left with questions about what it could mean for her future. There are talks of potentially her returning at SummerSlam and, you know, continuing this story on WWE TV against Liv Morgan. But again, as we talk about this, Andreas, if that is to happen, I think you have to make Ronda Rousey the heel. And there's a way to do that. But after last night, 
the the handshake the, for those that missed it. Uh, I don't know why you did it, why you're listening to the show and you're getting spoiled, but you know, <laughs> no, nonetheless, enjoy. Um, but at the end, there was the handshake and the hug, and it was. It was very cordial. Uh, it can't be that if they're going to do it at SummerSlam. No. You would agree, right? No, absolutely. <clears throat> and it, it leads me to this very interesting crossroad because two years ago, if you would have told me Liv Morgan's going to pin Ronda Rousey, I'd be like, get out of here. There's no chance. <laughs> so now you got to give me something to make me believe that Liv can beat Ronda. And not no, and, and she's if she's the baby face and Ronda's the heel, not in like a cheap way. She's going to have to beat her to retain that title. And if Ronda's the heel, there's ways to do it, but are we still protecting Ronda from clean pins if Liv's a babyface? Because a babyface can't just get dirty pins all the time. Rey Mysterio eventually had to pin the big show. He can find a way to do it. <laughs> Great but reference, you can't. yes. Yeah, but you yeah. got it. That's, that's where we're at here, where it is in some people's mind, it's just not believable that Liv Morgan can beat Ronda Rousey and we've really done nothing when it comes to storytelling who is Liv Morgan beat that makes you say you know what she can go over on Ronda we haven't got there yet that's and we got some work in terms of the build, you're right. Like, Liv Morgan, uh, she's got her fan base. We are yes. all happy. Like, you see the pop. I mean, you can't deny it. It was freaking awesome, right? But where has that backing been for Liv? For, I mean, I'm not even saying, like, the last year, right? I don't even have to go that far. Just the last three months? The last two months? The last six right. weeks? The last month? There you go. You have to heat the, the talent up. You have to heat the talent up to feel like a believable yeah foil for somebody and especially when you're babyface when you have no way out but to win clean that's this no the only way you could defend your titles is by winning clean because fans will pick up and be like you're a heel if you're doing dirty shit but but ronda is to everybody the far superior and dangerous opponent she has to be a heel to work with Liv morgan's babyface but make me believe that Liv can beat her you have what four weeks to pull this off if they do this at SummerSlam. Oof. that's that's tough that's tough but you got to turn Ronda immediately. Yeah, you have I to. I mean, turn it has her. to happen this week. I mean, like yes. you have you, to your point. You have a month to do this if you're going to do it, and you want to make money, right? Which Ronda Rousey costs money, and she is money, right? There, yes. There's a reason why we're talking about her. You, you, it's a great point, Andreas Hale. You got to do it quickly. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three. We're live here on a Sunday. Nation, join the conversation with myself and Andreas Hale. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Money in the Bank is in the books, and we're recapping the biggest wins and moments right here on Busted Open. Riddle's got the, he's got the briefcase. Riddle banged off the, the top of the ladder. Theory? Oh, no. Oh, no, Theory's all alone. But he can't quite get there. He's this can't be. Are you kidding me? Not this way. Theory's missed Money in the Bank. No way. Here is your winner. And new Mr. Money in the Bank. 
Yeah, you heard it right there. Austin Theory is now your Money in the Bank winner after his victory last night in Las Vegas, right here in Sin City at the Grand Garden Arena at the MGM Grand. Very few better places to celebrate a big win, and that was a massive win for Theory, Andreas Hale, but... It comes with, with well, I mean, listen, controversy is good, right? I, I mean, if you're talking about it, that can't be a bad thing, especially when you're a heel. Austin Theory is a heel. You are supposed to not like him. That is why he is the protege of Vince McMahon. You are not supposed to like Vince McMahon. None of this you are supposed to like, right? Can we get that out of the way? Can we, can we, can we, can we define that? Can we, can we put that out there? Cause I feel like I saw a lot of complaints from people. Oh, this is bullshit. I hate this. And yeah, it was like, you're supposed to hate this. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, obviously when you mentioned Vince McMahon, yeah, there's a lot of things to not like about Vince right now off television, but <laughs> alas, here we are. Zing. Um, Zing. but look, man, I like theory. I like Austin theory a lot. And this is coming. This is coming with a butt. I really like him, but this felt like Vince McMahon was doing squats in the hotel casino gym at 4.15 a.m. on, on Saturday morning was like, oh, theory, I'm going to have a win. And it, it was just like it felt like everything that they were working toward. Again, television doesn't matter when you do stuff like this. Theory had just won the U.S. title, and they kept touting him as the youngest U.S. champion. And he worked Lashley, right. he loses to Lashley, and he gets thrown into the match. From a storyline perspective, you're like, what are we doing? Because as soon as he gets into that well, match, well, listen, listen, as soon as he gets in that match, everybody was like, well, he's winning, right? That that was a, that a was the problem. That was the, and we talked about it to start the show. Does the WWE have a predictability problem, right? With the women's money in the bank cash in, you look at the time behind it, you're like, oh, well, that's becoming predictable, right? Austin Theory hits the ramp. And you all, I mean, there was that feeling, you know, in a lot of fan stomachs are like, oh, here we go. But again, aren't you supposed to have that? And to, to your point, this is kind of a product of long-term storytelling, is it not? This is long-term booking. I feel like we've been building so. towards this with theory. He's the favorite. He's Vince, Vincent Kenny McMahon's protege. He's got all the favors being done for him. This would stick in line with that story, no? No, here's why. Why do we Come even on. give him the okay, U.S. title? Right. Why do we even give him the U.S. title, not just put him in the match, right? By put, putting the U.S. title on him, having him have to drop it, and then throwing him into the match at the last minute. You remember when Brock Lesnar got thrown into the match, right? Yes. It just it, it, yeah. it kind of throws away everything else you're building into the match. Like, why am I watching any television? Because who gives a shit? Anybody who's who's not even advertising get thrown into this match and win because you had obviously had the Riddle story right Riddle loses the Roman right he can't get another title match so in your head you're like well if he gets a briefcase he can do that Seth freaking Rollins who is fantastic yeah, yeah you think Yo, well there's still some meat also on the hey, oh, also. I, I I I don't want to cut you off, but when you said Seth Rollins, I just I have to mention that that bump he took with the super RK, RKO yeah. from the ladder from Matt Riddle. Can we just give a, a big salute to Seth Rollins? I mean, I, I again, I, he's gotten his flowers. We all recognize him as one of the best in the world. But I really felt like last night he showed again why he just he is an invaluable asset to that company. He's I hope they pay him very well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. The man is incredible. But let's, but we as we go yeah, on the list, yeah, when we looked yeah. at this match, this was yeah. a hard match. Like we looked at this and was like, well, almost ain't winning. Like we knew that he was a prop. The guy yeah. came in as a giant prop, right? 
Yeah. Sami Zayn, probably not winning, but it would have been really fun to see him get the briefcase, right? That's really what fun. we all wanted, right? To go out calling himself Oos and being the honorary Oos and yeah. telling Roman, hey, bro, I'm not going to cash in on you. You can trust me. In terms of the slimy, snaky heel move, that would have been good. But the, again, you're supposed to hate this. You're supposed to hate that, like, Theory lost earlier in the night, that he's not capable of beating Lashley. But now he's sitting here gloating at the end of the pay-per-view, shoving it in your face, taking a selfie. I mean, it's, it's heel booking 101. I loved it. I, I loved it if he was just in the fucking match. I, I don't love it that he, he had the U.S. title. Like, that's why I said it felt like McMahon was Vince was <clears throat> in the gym and was like, I'm just going to throw him in the match. <laughs> Again, it just throws away everything you're working towards when you can just throw somebody in the match at the last minute. Furthermore, the moment Anna Pierce comes out and was like, we're going to add a, a, another person to the match. Did it? Did everybody think it was going to be there? Or who do they think it was going to be? No. Who do who, I was you hoping? I, well, I was hoping Bray Wyatt. But I didn't know. Mm. Then he started like he started like raising his voice and like getting hyped about it. I was like, oh, it's not going to be Bray because that's not the type of intro you would do for Bray. Like if you if you were bringing him back into the company, that's not how you do it. And I kind of realized that pretty quickly. There was a small part of me that thought Cody Rhodes like there there was. I yeah, I, I honestly thought there was a chance. Look, if there was a way. To find to stick Cody in this match because he cuts the promo, he does the video promo on Monday, and and yeah, you feel like, yeah. well, we all know he's hurt, but there's a way he could sn- not snake his way into this, but he can go up a ladder with one arm and grab the the title, and now yeah. we have the, I mean, the the briefcase, and now we have the story of like, hey, Roman, you don't know when I'm coming back, but I got this shit, I'm coming he for can, you. He can sit on it, he can sit on it, and right. we'd all be okay with it. Yeah. And storyline wise, this makes sense. So when when yeah. Pierce comes out and starts talking. Mm, I was like, oh, maybe Cody's going to jump in. Then it's theory. And in, in Vegas, the crowd went mild because there was no setup for this. It was like, well, this is happening. And I get what you're saying, Ryan, from a heel perspective like this. You're not supposed to like it. But I would have preferred if theory was always in this match. And that's how we got here. I know he's Vince's favorite son and blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like <laughs> I feel like fans were. It wasn't the, the right kind of heat for theory winning this match. It wasn't. And, and now it puts you in this, uh, this very strange spot because Roman ain't losing that title no time soon. At least we don't think. Right. Because obviously yeah. he's working Brock at Slum- SummerSlam. That could be an opportunity to cash in. But when Randy got positioned to win the title, when he beat Chris Benoit at SummerSlam, it felt like we had a lot of momentum going into that with how great Randall Keith Orton is. Theory is doing all this in like six months. Right. It, it feels like this is getting expedited. Yeah. It's really fast. Give me more time to hate theory because he's a fantastic wrestler talent. Now heel. that that I like, give me more time to, to, to hate theory. That's fair, but yeah. maybe that's what this money in the bank, this, this win <sighs> is about, right? You slowly build the hateability of theory because he's got it there. It's written on his face, his sly grin. Like he is about as hateable as they come. And I know you agree. Like we've had conversations off yeah. the air. We're both super high on theory. We are, but I want to hate him more. Make me hate him more. Like, <laughs> I, I feel, I also feel like, I, you know, I have no true insight on this, but I feel like they try to work a deal with Cena to make, have Theory work Cena at SummerSlam, and maybe that didn't go through, and that's why this is happening. Because Theory and Cena is the perfect way to get real heat on oh. Theory. But I don't think we have the, the right kind of heat yet for him to have this briefcase. And this, again, is to my point, like, why do I watch WWE television? Because it doesn't matter when you go into matches like this and throw people in or who wins the briefcase and cashes in immediately. 
what are we doing with theory come Monday? What are we doing with theory the next few weeks? Because he lost to Bobby Lashley clean as a sheet. Where are we going with him exactly to heat him up as this heel? Okay. Let me throw you this because you bring up John Cena. What if theory runs, you know, with the briefcase for a while, he snakes his way into a title, whether it be raw or SmackDown, right? We'll see how that plays out. It is what it is. Then what if Cena comes back and they do work each other potentially at WrestleMania for the title? Now, it's a big match for Austin Theory, and it would be a huge push. But would that not be the perfect opponent to get John Cena? Like, I'm going to get John Cena over his fucking peacemaker. (laughs) 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 I think even saying that out. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, kind of get the fans more back on the side of Cena. Like, I like the idea of of Cena versus Theory with Theory holding the belt and Cena chasing down, what, a championship? 17 or 18 or whatever ungodly number he's at looking to break flair's record yeah i mean you you could do that but nobody thinks cena's actually going to win the title but if if cena worked theory for the u.s title there's story there cena made that u.s title a very big deal at one point that's a great point right you don't need the briefcase to get there that that's just just my whole point is that as fans, as we're watching this, as theory comes out, for those of us who watch wrestling and enjoy story, we are like, what? Wait, what are we doing? And he wins, and you're like, it made it very predictable. And it's, it's, I just feel like this was poor storytelling. And this is not to take anything away from theory. I think theory is fantastic. But I think, you know, Vince cools off on things really quick, too. And <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to see him get Otis. I don't want to see that shit happen. I don't want to see Theory get this briefcase and Vince like, this is great. And then three months later, he's like, "Mm, I'm over it. I'm over it, Theory. I'm moving. You you called called Otis all those years ago when Mark and I were getting uh, super excited. And rightfully so. Got that big big guy joy, right? Like, we were loving Otis and getting it in. And you were like, bro, your boy's done. He's toast. He ain't going to last past WrestleMania. You weren't wrong about that. I told I told you going back to that. And I don't want to harp on it. As soon as Otis won, I was like, that's right. Vince's favorite toy at the moment. And Vince, mm-hmm. I always refer to Eugene. If anybody remembers Eugene, Eugene was the oh, character yeah. that like had mental disability. And, they, you know, Vince loved him. And they, mm-hmm. he did one segment. Then it was two segments on Raw. And there was four segments on Raw. I was like, God damn it. He's on <laughs> Raw all the time. And then they burned the crowd out on Eugene. And then Vince yeah. just tossed him. And I felt like Otis did yeah. the same thing. It was like Vince thought it was funny. And he was like, what if I give him the briefcase? And he gave him the briefcase. And then as time went on, he was like, I'm over it. And as fans were like, well, that sucks. Yep. Now Tucker's out of yep. a job because because you did this. You made somebody unemployed. So And, and Heavy Machinery was a pretty damn uh, solid tag team. And it'd be nice to have Heavy Machinery around right now with this thin-ass tag division, right? I know we got the Alpha Academy, but... Damn, Tucker, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. man. That sucks. You became collateral damage. Tucky. Hey, shout but out to Tucky be- on a Sunday. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. But all that to say is that I think theory is great. I just want better storytelling, yeah. and I hope they figure this out. I, I, SummerSlam is right around the corner. What is theory doing at SummerSlam? I'm very curious. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network the producer is gabby laspisa the associate producer is andre viola sound design by nary Bailon. special thanks to sirius xm senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting the legendary steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director mother marissa marissa revis
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.